This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Herlihy. Episode 1, Vertigo. Alfred Hitchcock, the 20th century murder mystery and psychodrama producer and director of great Hollywood fame, came to San Francisco in 1957 to film Vertigo, his classic psychodrama. Set in San Francisco and starring Jimmy Stewart and Kim Novak, the film portrays a psychodrama of epic proportions. Uh, it is based on a French book by two French writers, Boileau and Narcejac. The French title is D'entre les, Mo les Morts, which in English translates from Among the Dead. Paramount Studios in Hollywood adapted the novel into a screenplay, and Hitchcock took the screenplay and came to San Francisco to film 16 days on location between September and December of 1957. The remainder of the film was concluded at the Paramount Studios in Hollywood after the December location shoots. Subsequently, the film was premiered in San Francisco, May 1958, to somewhat lackluster reviews. At the time, critics thought that the plot was too far-fetched, too complicated, too many plots within a plot within a plot. So it certainly didn't begin as a blockbuster. Hitchcock, Hitchcock's total budget for the film was $2.5 million, and it grossed $7.5 million. So as a return on investment, it grossed about three times the original investment. But again, um, it was no great blockbuster at the time. However, fast forward to 2012, and Vertigo was judged to be the best film of all time by the British Film Institute. So how did this modest psychodrama, filmed in 1957, ascend to the ranks of the greatest film of all time in 2012, certainly in the opinion of the British Film Institute, and in my opinion also. During this broadcast, we'll try to explore why that, why that happened and what is the, the magic and the allure of this film. A brief synopsis of the, uh, of the plot. Jimmy Stewart and Kim Novak are the stars. Jimmy plays the role of a retired San Francisco Police Department detective who was invalided out of the police department as a result of, a, uh, of an accident which caused him to suffer from vertigo and uh, acrophobia, which is extreme fear of heights. He is contacted by an old college buddy, Gavin Elster, and Gavin asks him to uh, investigate his wife, Madeline Elster, whom he thinks is uh, insane and is possessed by the spirit of her late great-grandmother, Carlotta Valdez. 
Jimmy goes along with the, uh, the plan, but as a uh, subplot, Gavin Elster, of course, uh, has, has murdered Madeline. He's looking to create an alibi, and he's hired Kim Novak to serve as an imposter, uh, as a double for his wife, so that uh, he can stage a suicide and then say that uh, his wife committed suicide as opposed to him having murdered her. So, Jimmy takes on the assignment. and the opening shot, we see Kim Novak leaving her uh, apartment, the Brocklebank Apartments on Knob Hill, in her beautiful green four-door Jaguar sedan. And uh, Jimmy tells her down to a flower shop close to Union Square, Podesta Baldocchi, where she buys a bouquet. From there, she drives on to Mission Dolores, which is one of the 24 classic California missions which were created by the Spanish in the founding and colonization of California. While at the mission, she goes into the cemetery and pauses before the grave of Carlotta Valdez, almost transfixed and in a daze. Of course, Kim is fully aware that she's being tailed by Jimmy, but she, uh, she puts on this act that she's, uh, that she's possessed, that she is uh, in another world. From there, she gets in her Jaguar and drives out to the Palace of the Legion of Honor in San Francisco, an art museum, and she sits before a portrait of her dead ancestor gazing at it, focusing on the rather unusual 19th century necklace that uh, Carlotta Valdez is wearing in the painting. Jimmy, of course, is lurking in the shadows in the museum and, uh, again, is transfixed by this beautiful blonde Kim Novak sitting in front of the, uh, the painting. And he becomes somewhat, the beginnings of his obsession begin to unfold at that point. From there, Kim proceeds onto uh, Fort Point, which is an old Civil War fort at the base of the Golden Gate Bridge. And Jimmy again has followed her, tailed her down to Fort Point. And all of a sudden, it looks as though Kim is going to commit suicide and jump into the San Francisco Bay. Jimmy quickly runs to the rescue, fishes her out of the bay, brings her back to his apartment, drives her off. And when she finally awakes, he explains to her that she had tried to commit suicide. Once again, Kim feigns uh, complete uh, ignorance of the, uh, the attempted suicide. And uh, Jimmy, at this point, is even more smitten with, with Kim. The next morning... Kim again leaves her Brocklebank apartment and heads south on Pacific Coast Highway 1 towards a 17-mile drive, Pebble Beach in the Carmel area. From there, she encounters Jimmy and shares with Jimmy her uh, obsession with her great-grandmother and decides to drive inland to another mission, San Juan Bautista. Once they arrive at San Juan Bautista, now Kim, playing Madeline, has 
begun to fall in love with Jimmy. So once they arrive at the mission, after they embrace, Kim runs into the church, and as she was running into the church, she runs upstairs to the bell tower, and as she runs up the bell tower, Jimmy is in hot pursuit. He's listening to her footsteps as she runs up the bell tower. And as he runs after her, he's frozen in fear and panic because his acrophobia kicks in and he can't climb the stairs because he's so frozen in fear because of his acrophobia. And Jimmy is frozen on the bottom rungs of the steps as he hears Kim's footsteps run up the tower Here's the door slam behind him. And then all of a sudden he turns and looks out the window of the tower and sees Kim Novak playing Madeline Elster plummeting to her death. Jimmy is completely distraught. He suffers a nervous breakdown. And the next scene is Jimmy at a sanatorium, the old St. Joseph's Hospital here in San Francisco, being uh, visited by his ex-fiancee, Barbara Bel Geddes, who then tells him that in order to recover from his trauma, he probably needs to have another shock to recover from his trauma. Not my idea of modern psychiatry, uh, the old shock therapy, but uh, that's what Barbara Bel Geddes shared with Jimmy. Jimmy then is released from the sanitarium. He's walking around San Francisco and he spots this woman walking down the street. He does a double take and it turns out that this young woman who's approaching him looks just like Madeline Elster with the exception that she has red hair and not blonde hair. The woman's name is Judy Barton and Jimmy follows her back to her rather seedy hotel, the McKittrick Hotel on Cathedral Hill. From there, he begins to engage her. And of course, at this point, Kim Novak, fearing that uh, her plot of impersonating Madeline is going to be revealed and she'll be involved in the, as an accomplice in the murder of Madeline Elster, she goes along with Jimmy's um, obsession. Jimmy asks her to dye her hair blonde, to buy clothes and a suit, just like Madeline Elster, to recreate Madeline Elster. Judy goes along with this, uncomfortably at first, but she's trying to save her own neck uh, in the fear that if she doesn't go along with it, she'll be revealed as an accomplice in the murder. They then travel around again, travel around San Francisco through Union Square, through um, Coit Tower, the Ferry Building, all of these iconic landmarks of San Francisco. And the film truly is a technicolor travelogue of what San Francisco was and still is to a certain extent um, in the mid-1950s. At that point, Kim Novak is so uh, frightened and also conflicted because she's now fallen in love with Jimmy. She takes off driving her drag Jaguar, heading south to the San Juan Bautista mission. Jimmy is in hot pursuit. They arrive at the mission, and at, once they get to the mission, Jimmy has uh, Kim go through the motions again of uh, all of the 
the visits and um, conversations that he had with Madeline Elster on his first visit to the mission. At that point, she runs away from Jimmy, runs into the bell tower, and Jimmy hotly pursues her. He runs up the stairs behind her, and he, at this point, he has overcome his acrophobia, and they reach the summit of the belfry, and there is Kim Novak, Judy Barton, that is, standing in the doorway of the um, the belfry, and she confesses the whole sordid story. Jimmy Stewart realizes that he's been played. He's angry. He's um, He's angry, he's frustrated, he feels duped, uh, he feels deceived. Uh, he shouts and screams at Kim, but he's still very much in love with her and he wants to, wants to try to salvage what there is of their relationship, or certainly the relationship that he thinks that they have. At that point, they both turn when they hear footsteps coming up the belfry. Unexpectedly, they have no idea who this could be. Kim, in a moment of terror, steps back and tragically falls to her death from that window. Jimmy is then left at that point of looking out the belfry window at the dead Kim lying on the roof of the adjacent mission church. The door opens and a nun enters the belfry. She blesses herself as she's confronted this uh, great tragedy and then began, begins to ring the bell. And that is the end of the film at that point. As I said, the critics initially felt that the plot was too far-fetched. There were too many plots within a plot within a plot. But the film went on to be judged the best film of all time by the British Film Institute in 2012. Fast forward to 1996, the film was remastered in 70 millimeter film from the original 35 millimeter. The soundtrack was updated, uh, new sound effects were added, and the remastered film of Vertigo was debuted at the Castro Theater in San Francisco in 1996. And on that occasion, Kim Novak actually attended the premiere and was interviewed on stage before the film. Uh, for anyone who attended that conversation with Kim, uh, her reminiscences and souvenirs of filming on location in 1957 with Jimmy Stewart and Alfred Hitchcock was a once-in-a-lifetime once-in-a-lifetime experience and uh, just a, a great evening for all who were able to attend. Vertigo is not the only film which has, been, which has been shot in San Francisco. Given the physical beauty of the city, uh, the great iconic landmarks, the Golden Gate Bridge, the Ferry Building, Coit Tower, it's a city which lends itself to cinematic drama, as well as in the case, of, and Alfred Hitchcock, of course, recognized that and saw that drama in choosing San Francisco as the backdrop and the scene for the film. Many other films have been shot here in town. 
uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, starring Robin Williams, or Bullet with Steve McQueen, and of course, the famous 1970s detective TV program, Streets of San Francisco, with Michael, D Michael Douglas. But none of those films comes even close to the classic Vertigo, which is now in the annals of film history as the best film of all time. This is Jim Herlihy signing off for the San Francisco Experience from San Francisco's favorite city, San Francisco. <laughs>